AFR On Demand is brought to you by Breck Golf. Try Beaver Creek today, just 20 minutes from downtown Baton Rouge in the Zachary area. They've got a PGA Tour driving range, a short game practice area, 30 to 40 yard practice shots. It's a great place to chip and putt and practice if you don't have time for a full round. Book your tee time today, golf.breck.org, golf.breck.org. Matt Moscona. I'm very important. After further review. Say one more time. After further review with Matt Moscona. And here we go. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. <laughs> Live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge Studios. And off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. AFR presented by Pluckers. I'm Matt. Love you, Matt. Paul O'Neill. They're chanting Paul O'Neill's name. You so. And Mr. Toby Tomplay. All right, we're here. Glad you are as well. Get out there and make it a good one. Oh, by the way, it's a hump day. Yep. It's hump day. Let's hump, everybody. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Busy day, Mike. Hump day. LSU baseball against Lamar. It's hump day. Oh, might have a first-time starter today. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Will year one of the Matt McMahon era come to a close today? Probably. It's hump day. Might surprise you who's favored in that game. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Will the Pels continue their swoon at home against Dallas? Hump day. Muse is super negative. It's hump day. Really negative. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? The most negative person in the room. Muse. It's hump day. Muse, why do you hate the Pelicans? I do not hate the Pelicans. You hate the Pelicans. I do not hate the Pelicans. So negative. Hump day. I am just very down on the New Orleans Pelicans. Can't imagine why. It's hump day. Super negative guy over there. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hey, Paulie. Paul. Yeah. Is Muse super negative? Super duper. Yeah. It's hump day. <laughs> the most negative. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? All right, Wales Xander in one hour. We'll talk some LSU spring football. It's hump day. A lot to get to. Glad you're here. Okay, let's get going. Let's get going. Let's get going. Let's get going. Thank you. All right, glad you're in with us here. Hump Day Show is brought to you by Pluckers. Uh, most days when uh, I start to put the show together, the first thing I do is I identify the lead. Okay, What is the biggest story that we're going to lead with today? Some days it's very obvious. Monday when the Saints signed Derek Carr, we're leading with Derek Carr. That's just a very obvious thing. Monday after LSU beats Alabama, guess where we're starting? You get it. Um, other days, that's a little more challenging. Today's an odd day because I've got a dozen things 
on the rundown today that I want to talk about. But there's not necessarily the one giant big thing that says, start with me. Uh, there's actually three things happening tonight that are all intriguing in their own sort of different way. Um, as we mentioned there, uh, LSU football, uh, excuse me, LSU basketball, LSU baseball, and the Pels all play tonight. And all are intriguing for different reasons. This could be the end of year one of the Matt McMahon era. Uh, LSU plays Georgia tonight. It's an 8 o'clock tip. It is on the SEC network uh, as they start the SEC tournament. And oddly, LSU is a three-point favorite in this ballgame. Uh, despite the fact that LSU had the worst record in conference play this year at 2-16, and 13-18 overall, the dreadful losing streak uh, right through the middle of the year. But remember last month, LSU went to Georgia. They went to Athens in Stegman Coliseum. And K.J. Williams hit the little turnaround jumper with 11 seconds left, gave LSU the lead. It looked like they were going to snap the losing streak. And then they allowed the coast-to-coast layup by Justin Hill. Georgia took the lead right back and ultimately won the game 65-63. So LSU played Georgia tough. Maybe this is a matchup that does favor LSU. And then you look at just the desperation of a team um, in a nothing-to-lose, win-or-your-season-is-over type scenario in the SEC tournament. Maybe this is one where LSU can go get one. Regardless, this is going to be a, a just a, a critical offseason for Matt McMahon to see if he can somehow build a roster that is able to compete in the SEC, which he was not able to do coming into this year. But here was Matt McMahon talking about what his approach is for his team in this SEC tournament. The best approach for us, we, we all know the turnover issues and some of the things that are shortcomings for us is – Zero and zero, work hard these next two days. Hopefully, go into the the tournament, play with confidence. You know, loose is, is a word I you know, would always want us to play that way, uh, loose and confident. But you know, I don't think practice today is is really about you know, trying to change a whole lot of different things. Now, the complete opposite end of that spectrum is LSU baseball. Uh, Tigers. Had a four-game sweep over the weekend, Friday through Monday. They took yesterday off, and they're back at it today against Lamar. We all know the drill with Lamar now. That's a Will Davis, former LSU Tiger, former LSU assistant, who's the head coach over there at Lamar. So Will brings his squad here to Alec Box Stadium tonight for LSU, the fifth game in six days. So it's kind of one of those things where you're gonna you're gonna use up likely a lot of different arms, and um, I think we may just see Christian Little get the ball tonight for the first time as a starter. He's uh, he's appeared in four games. It's all been out of the bullpen. And we've seen him just dominate coming in in that ninth inning role. So I I love Christian Little in that back of the bullpen role. But this is a guy that did start during his time at Vanderbilt and you know, was a weekend guy last year, kind of got bumped out of the weekend into the midweek. Part of the reason why he left there at Vanderbilt was to seek an opportunity like this, sort of a new beginnings. And um, the lineup isn't posted. And I'm certain Jay Johnson could make a decision to change his lineup or roster, whatever, at this point. But I I think we're going to see Christian Little get the ball tonight. And um, it'll be very interesting to see if they let him extend a bit because you could, could let him go maybe one time through the lineup, like we've seen him do with Chase Shores on the weekends. And then, I mean, you'd still have you know, a couple of days rest to allow Christian Little to be available this weekend on Friday if you needed him to be so. Um, you know, obviously what they do at, at first base, do we continue to see Cade Beloso? What do they do in the outfield spots? We continue to see Trey Morgan in left. 
Is it is it Kling? Do we see Pearson or Joe Barrett? You know, there's a lot of different questions that are continuously being answered. But I think most importantly tonight, or interesting tonight, is going to be how they um, how they manage the pitching staff in this ball game. Who gets the the work tonight? How they do is you got one more weekend to go before you open up conference play in College Station a week from Friday. So, uh, Tiger basketball, Tiger baseball tonight, and then there's the Pels as we mentioned. Um, you know, uh, with just um, it's just kind of it's just so disappointing. And you know, the more I look at it, the Pels are feeling kind of like the Saints in the second half of the year. And what I mean is. That it feels like they're done, but mathematically they're not done. You know what I mean? Like we kept talking throughout the final really six weeks of the season with the Saints, like, man, they're done, but everyone else keeps losing. And they're right there. And they were right up until week 17. And you look at the Pels right now, and despite the fact that they just have n- they've just been brutal since the Zion injury. Uh, and two months ago, they were in the one seed in the West, and they're just a dramatically different team right now. And they look listless and disinterested and got smoked by Sacramento two nights ago. They come home against Dallas, and the Pels are in the 10 seed. You realize they're the last team in the play-in right now? Uh, they hold a tiebreaker over OKC and Portland, uh, which are all 31 and 34. So, <laughs> you know, it's crazy, but you're the last team in the play-in right now and you're two and a half games out of the five seed, which is Dallas, who you play tonight. So incredibly, if you can find a way to get your footing and get some of your swag back, you're there. I don't know that I believe that's going to happen, but as long as mathematically they're in it, we have to talk about it. So it's another big opportunity for New Orleans tonight at home against Dallas, a team they're looking up at in the Western Conference, and an opportunity to go get a win and maybe start to generate a little bit of, of mo before you head toward the postseason. So a really busy slate tonight in um with a lot of the local teams uh um you know on on the floor and on the diamond. All right, it's after further review. Um the other thing too that we are gonna spend plenty of time today, LSU does open up spring football tomorrow. Tomorrow morning they'll be on the practice field, seven fifty five AM is the media availability. Wilson Alexander, the advocate, will be with us to start hour two. Uh, to start hour three, I'll give you my biggest storylines for spring football. So a lot of LSU football to get to today. Let me knock out a break. When we come back, um, there is an NFC South team that continues the purge. We're going to talk about that. And I do want to talk about a, a free agent the Saints have already added, doing so yesterday, what they may mean in the secondary and on the defensive side of the ball. So we'll get to that as we continue. We're glad you're with us here on a uh, hump day edition of AFR presented by Pluckers. Don't you move. AFR. Brought to you by ProCharge. ProChargeEV.com. You see electric vehicles everywhere. What you don't see are EV chargers. Well, uh, companies like ProCharge and, of course, our federal government, state government, are aiming to fix that. I'm not sure if you saw, but the city of New Orleans uh, launched an EV fleet of of city parish vehicles. You're seeing them more and more and more. Um, One of the things I like to say is this isn't a this isn't a political conversation. It's just technology. If you're interested cool if not no biggie but the bottom line is ev production is ramping up to scale and chargers have to be there pro charge is there to help with that supply and they're a local company so prochargeev.com is where you can go to find out more uh, for your commercial building if uh, you need it for your home your residential uh charger they got that as well go to prochargeev to learn more maybe you're a uh an auto dealer and you need EV chargers. Maybe it's for your commercial business. ProCharge EV can help. ProChargeEV.com. 
after further review with Matt Moscona, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. Presented by Plucker's Wing Bar. Open till midnight or later every night of the week, where every Monday is all-you-can-eat wings. Plucker's Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Hey, remember, a week from tomorrow, opening day of March Madness, our lineup of shows are all going to be at Plucker's on Blue Bonnet. So OTB, uh, Hunt Palmer, and AFR, all from Pluckers on Blue Bonnet next Thursday for the uh, the kickoff of March Madness. Hopefully, y'all can come out and join us. There'll be drink specials, food specials all throughout the day. Come watch basketball if you're playing hooky. We'll be at Pluckers on Blue Bonnet. Hopefully, you can come join us again a week from tomorrow at Pluckers on Blue Bonnet. All right, it's after further review. Big news this week is the Saints adding Derek Carr. The maybe less heralded news is that the Saints have added um, uh, former Seahawks safety Ugo Amadi. So, this uh, news did break while we were on air Tuesday, uh, but I did a little more uh, digging on it today, and it's um, I, I I kind of uh, am intrigued by the move. A little bit of background. Uh, so Ugo Amadi was a four-star cornerback out of Nashville who went to Oregon and played a ton of football for the Ducks. He played 51 games with 34 starts during his time there in Eugene. Now, he signed as a corner, played corner, but in his time in the NFL, you know, he was a uh, he was uh drafted by the uh by the Seahawks and then uh was traded to Philly and then traded to Tennessee and then ultimately released by Tennessee and picked up by the Chiefs, so he was on the Chiefs practice squad when they won the Super Bowl this year. But you have a guy who during his NFL career has played corner safety, and has been a really good special teamer. So when you look at uh, what the Saints are, are likely doing here, at the safety spot, they've got Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, their starters on the roster. Remember, they signed Smoke Monday last year, who unfortunately suffered an injury, and now Amadi. So that's your four safeties that you have under contract. The guys that the Saints had at that position a year ago, that are, the other guys are all unrestricted free agents. That's P.J. Williams, that's Daniel Sorensen. That's Justin Evans. So all those guys are unrestricted free agents. So really, you're kind of looking at, okay, well, who fits that mold of what Amadi can provide? A safety with corner cover skills that can also help help on special teams. Well, it's kind of all three guys. And Justin Evans, former second-round pick at Tampa, has been a really good special teams player throughout his career. Maybe that's a spot where they're just looking to get younger at that position. Um you know, Marcus Robertson, the new defensive backs coach, Chris Richard, the co-DC, we know uh, has, has left the Saints. So Marcus Robertson coming in as the new secondaries coach. Is this something where it's a guy that he sort of pinpointed and liked and wanted to bring in in the secondary? Uh, there's no connection there with Amadi and, and Robertson in their past. Robertson had been with the Arizona Cardinals the last four years. But you know, you're starting to get some new blood there in the secondary. And honestly, I like the Saints secondary already maybe the numbers are skewed a bit because the run defense was so bad but the Saints secondary last year was second in the NFL in passing yards allowed so second in the NFL in pass defense last year behind only Philadelphia so your secondary and remember Marshawn Lattimore missed 10 games last year Paulson Adebo who was just the star of training camp then suffered the injury and really struggled throughout the year to get back fully healthy so with an injured Debo and Lattimore missing 10 games, you were still second in the NFL in passing yards allowed. A big part of that was the emergence of Elante Taylor and a lot of guys stepping up. And yes, I, I do understand because you were so 
bad in the, in the run game. A lot of teams ran the ball successfully against you, and and when you were losing, teams weren't passing against you late in the game. So some of that is is skewed a bit, but the numbers are still what they are. I mean, you played a 17-game schedule and were second in the NFL in passing yards allowed with your two best corners missing a chunk of the season. So I like the Saints' secondary. That's not an issue. That's or that's not an area I should say where you go into this offseason thinking they've really got to start to upgrade there. You got three corners, two corners, and nickel that you really like. You got your starting safeties both back. Hopefully they they stay healthy this year and you had a great season out of both Matthew and May. And then you start to add really nice depth pieces like Ugo Amadi. That's not a guy that you'd expect to start, but if he can help you on special teams, he's a safety with cover skills. You can play him in the nickel. You play him in the slot. There's a you got a versatile piece there in your secondary. So I I do like it. I think the big question, you know, the really big question for the Saints defensively this offseason is that defensive line. Like like we've talked about. I mean, that's the spot where you got to make a decision. You know, David Onyemata is a free agent. Are you bringing him back? Do you do you go sign another defensive line free agent? We've seen Jerron Reed as a guy who you know, I think ESPN is projected would be a great signee for uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Do they address defensive tackle in the draft? Brian Breesey out of Clemson is who Todd McShay mocked most recently to New Orleans at 29. So that defensive line is going to be the spot they have to address. Safety, it feels like you're just supplementing, and they did that on Tuesday, adding Ugo Amati. All right, uh, it's after further review. If you want to join us, you can email us, you can tweet us, you can jump in the buy for YouTube chat, you can text us in the 225-396-4400, Lots of ways you can get involved. Love telling you about South Point Volkswagen. SouthPointVW.com. I was talking about you know, ProCharge just a minute ago. Of course, all the EVs that are um, becoming more and more plentiful. Uh, South Point has the all-new ID4. That's the all-electric SUV for everyone. You can go reserve yours right now on the website. Go to southpointvw.com. You'll see right there on the homepage, it says make your reservation. The ID4 is available. They got a couple of them on the lot, actually. So if you want to go, if you've never driven an EV, you want to go test drive one, you can go test drive the Volkswagen ID4 at South Point today. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Like, I mean, I was looking, where do you put the key in the ignition? There, There is no key. You don't even that push started or anything. You just get in and you drive. It's pretty wild. Anyway, check it out. The all-new ID4 is available at South Point Volkswagen. Or if you're looking for something else, you can go to the website, search the inventory, new or certified pre-owned. It's all there for you. Search by year, make, model, body style, price. It's at South Point Volkswagen. Louisiana's largest volume Volkswagen dealer, South Point Volkswagen. What's your direction? So the Saints are now the betting favorite to win the NFC South. We know that. Talked about it. DraftKings has the Saints at plus 130. So they're the betting favorite to win the South. Uh, this will be the first time since 1973 that every team in the same division had, will have a new starting quarterback year to year. The last time it happened was in the AFC West in 1973. So, uh, of course, the Saints adding Derek Carr, that means Jameis Winston won't be the starting quarterback next year. We know that. Tom Brady won't be back. Uh, Baker Mayfield is not in Carolina. And clearly, Marcus Mariota has already been released in Atlanta. So all four teams in the NFC South will have a new starting quarterback. And so it's going to be an interesting test case watching the division this year to see how the different approaches, how each team is approaching their rebuild differently and what manner is most successful. Uh, for example, the Saints are still trying to win. That, that much is clear. They are holding on to their veteran players. They just signed Derek Carr. The Saints see an open door in a weak division to add a, a, a good starting quarterback to win the division, go to the playoffs, and see if you can make a run. Uh, Carolina has built a good, talented, young roster. 
they very well could be drafting their franchise quarterback this year with a top 10 pick. We'll see what Carolina elects to do. Atlanta has really worked on rebuilding their roster as well. After their purge, they let Matt Ryan go. They let Julio Jones go. Atlanta purged, and they're trying to rebuild their roster. Is Desmond Ritter the guy? Do they draft another quarterback this year? Remains to be seen. Do they go after Lamar Jackson? I know what they've said publicly, but that's another manner of going about doing it. And Tampa now is full-on, is in full-on, uh, you know, fire sale the thing. Uh, it's like what, what the Marlins did after both of their World Series championships. Everything we have good, come on, take it. Um, and the latest move is that Tampa has uh, released their starting left tackle, Donovan Smith. Now, Donovan Smith had a really rough year this past season in Tampa. He was uh, objectively their worst offensive lineman. It was his worst NFL season, as a matter of fact. His uh, pass rush win rate was 78%. His run block win rate was 64%. It was a brutal year for Donovan Smith. He was also one of the most penalized tackles in the league. In fairness, he did battle some really significant injuries, but he was expensive. He uh, had a $17.9 million cap hit for this year. His release opens up almost $10 million. Remember, Tampa against the, the cap was in a very similar situation to New Orleans. Uh, they entered the offseason $55 million over the cap. So what and what with New Orleans with with their approach to the cap in years prior. And this is a, a real obvious illustration of two teams who took the, a very similar approach and to get where they were in competing for championships and are now taking very different approaches and how they're moving forward past their Hall of Fame quarterback. So the Saints, we know what they did, right? I mean, they restructured contracts. They took on dead cap money. They, they put themselves in a very bad cap situation to try to surround Drew Brees with talent to win a championship before he retired, it didn't happen. Tampa did the exact same thing when they brought in Tom Brady. And look at all the, the free agents they brought in. If it was Gronk, if it was Leonard Fournette, it was Kyle Rudolph a year ago. I mean, you all know the, the drill. I mean, they just kept on trying to add pieces, however they had to do it, make the numbers work, to try to get a, a championship with Tom Brady. And they did it in 2020 and then fell short the last two years. But now Tom Brady's retired, and you look at this roster, and you're way over the cap. You don't have a good starting quarterback situation. You've got some talent, but you've got a mess with the cap. Tampa could do what the Saints are, are doing, which is say, look, we still got a lot of talented players. Let's see what we can do to keep shuffling the deck and bring in a starting caliber quarterback. Let's. What if we trade for Lamar Jackson? What if we sign Derek Carr? What, you know, who's out there that could maybe get us right back into contention? But Tampa's not doing that. They're doing the exact opposite of what New Orleans is doing. Tampa is yard sailing everything. They've released Donovan Smith. We know that they're going to release Leonard Fournette. And it's Cameron Brait is expected, their tight end, Cameron Brait is, is expected to be released as well. So Tampa is going into this offseason doing what a lot of people kind of, well, yours truly, were hoping the Saints would do. Acknowledge what you are. You know, cut bait, minimize your losses, accept your losses for what they are and start building toward a future again. Maybe it's a step back to take three steps forward. Instead, the Saints continue to double down. Tampa is in rebuild mode. And it's it's like, I know I've used this analogy before, but it's like going to the casino. And you know, both the Saints and the Bucks gambled. They gambled. And unfortunately for New Orleans, they didn't win their Super Bowl. Tampa did. 
And now the Saints keep going back to the ATM to get more cash to try to make back what they lost. And meanwhile, Tampa's like, hey, look, we won our Super Bowl. We're good. We can we can push away from the table. We can cut our losses for the last two years and start to rebuild moving forward. That's what Denver did after Peyton Manning retired, but they won their Super Bowl. The hardest part for the Saints is they never got back to the top of the mountain with Drew Brees. They were all in with that approach and came up short. And instead of acknowledging you missed, cut your losses, and and move on, they continue to go to the ATM, get more cash, and going right back to that table, pushing all their chips in, trying trying to hit that jackpot. And my fear is, in so doing, you're just digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper. So uh, four teams in the NFC South, all four with very different approaches as they're rebuilding post their franchise quarterbacks. Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and, of course, Drew Brees. Four different approaches uh, for, for all the teams in the division. How they move through it uh, is going to be fascinating to watch throughout the NFL. All right, so after further review, Hump Day Show is brought to you by Pluckers. Let me knock on a break. We'll go around the SEC, a little bourbon dictionary with Taylor Calandro in about 15 minutes from right now. We'll talk to Wilson Alexander, a little LSU spring football preview in 30 minutes from right now. Glad you're hanging out with us here. Don't you move. It's AFR. AFR. All right, y'all, we're steamrolling toward the weekend. Not quite here yet, but when the weekend is here, what a time to get in the garden and just plant something. Go see our friends at Clegg's Nursery. You can go any day of the week over to Clegg's. Open seven days a week. Of course, if you need flowers and plants, they've got full greenhouses with shipments arriving daily. You want to plant those rose bushes to add beautiful rose bushes to your garden. You can do it right now. You want all you want the uh, the hanging baskets. They've got those as well. You want garden and yard decor. They've got it at Clegg's Nursery. Speaking of your yard, maybe as you're seeing everything green up a little bit, you're noticing that after the winter months, you've got weeds coming through in your lawn. If you're not sure what to do about that, Clegg's Nursery has their weed killing cocktail. Their horticulturists have the know-how. So just go to Clegg's, find one of their great employees, ask them for help, and they'd be more than happy to help you. It's at Clegg's Nursery. Buy local, shop local. Clegg's has been helping the greater Baton Rouge area for more than 60 years. Go see our friends today at Clegg's Nursery. After further review with Matt Moscona, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. Presented by Plucker's Wing Bar. Open till midnight or later every night of the week, where every Monday is all-you-can-eat wings. Plucker's Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. All right, moving along. Taylor Calandro, Doodle Bourbon Dictionary, about 10 minutes from right now. I'll get your questions in. you got a booze question, fire away. You can email me. Or you can tweet your booze question at Matt Moscona. Hey, Twitter world. Thank you, Juice. You can jump in the Buy Ford YouTube chat on the Watch 104.5 ESPN YouTube channel. You can text your question, 225-396-4400, um, Many of you may know that I co-host a, uh, a podcast with Jonathan Pixley from Matchpoint. Um, uh, it's an NIL podcast. And today we had the, uh, it, the, uh, the episode is live. Uh, we had the opportunity today to interview John Ruiz. Uh, John Ruiz is the billionaire uh, attorney, businessman, the CEO of Life Wallet, who um, is the very prominent University of Miami supporter, but don't call him a booster. He was very adamant today that he is not a booster, and he clarified that in the episode. Um, 
Maybe most interestingly is that last month, the NCA handed out its first NIL-related penalties to the University of Miami because of a photo that surfaced, in large part, a photo that surfaced uh, with John Ruiz and the Cavender twins who were being recruited by the University of Miami. Uh, at The photo was at John Ruiz's home, and Ruiz very plainly talked about how the NCAA is flat wrong, even in, even in their research and characterization of the details of what was alleged to have happened. Now, when you look at the report and you read it, it says that I gave them a meal and that I had improper conduct. Well, the first thing is that it's factually incorrect to say that they had a meal here. They had a meal here after they were under contract, not before. Those two young ladies themselves did not eat anything in my house. I believe they ate after they left my house. So that was factually incorrect, but they Mm -hmm. never reached out to me to clarify that. I'm not sure who they spoke to, and they never reached out to me before they ended up with all their findings. And maybe because it doesn't affect me, right? They have no jurisdiction over me. They have jurisdiction over the University of Miami and the athletes, but what they were trying to do is push for a disassociation between the University of Miami and myself, which I find to be problematic, you know, on top of everything else, because they're trying to single me out because I have a very good platform, and maybe they don't like it. You know, maybe they don't like the fact that I'm transparent and that we put all these commercials out there with the kids and so on and so forth, you know. I don't know what the reason is, but obviously it didn't work because there is no disassociation. Uh, he did also tell us that he is suing the NCAA. Um, a report that Ross Dellinger had last week was that had the NCAA gone after John Ruiz, he would have sued the NCAA. He did clarify to us that he is suing the NCAA. So if he, a man whose net worth is estimated around $20 billion. Let me say that again. John Ruiz's net worth is estimated at $20 billion. And he's suing the NCAA and... Uh, he, he went into a lot of detail about why he, he is not a booster. Um, the ROI of his NIL deals. We only had about 20 minutes with him. I understand. The man's a billionaire. He's got a lot going on. But he gave us 20 minutes, and I was super grateful for it. And I think we're going to be able to have him again and maybe have a little more long-form conversation. But um, if you want to check it out, however you get your podcasts, just search Rosters to Riches. Please subscribe to the podcast. It's me, Jonathan Pixley, from Matchpoint. Of course, matchpointconnection.com. Everybody knows about Matchpoint. Download the Matchpoint app. Um, they do a great job. They're basically a third party that that acts as the intermediary between uh, the athlete and the business to connect them for NIL opportunities. So anyway, Matchpoint Connection and uh, check out Rosters to Riches. Great conversation with a billionaire, John Ruiz Earl. I think it's the first time I've ever spoke. Uh, first time I've ever interviewed a billionaire. Yeah, I guess so. Probably the first time I've ever interviewed a billionaire. All right, it's after further review. Uh, we're brought to you by the Aesthetic Medicine and 8th Agent Clinics of Louisiana. Blue Bonnet in Baton Rouge, Ambassador Caffrey in Lafayette Online, theantiagentclinics.com, theantiagentclinics.com. You can always get free consultations. Remember that. Would always recommend you go do your blood labs. You should do that anyway. You should always do your semi-annual blood work, no matter your, I mean, if you're a healthy person. You should always have a doctor look at your blood labs. And again, at the Aesthetic Medicine and 8th Agent Clinics of Louisiana, it's Dr. Todd Howell that you that you meet with. I mean, you're meeting with a medical doctor. A medical doctor is taking is is overseeing your care, uh, not a hormone specialist or some of these other clinics call them. You're meeting with a medical doctor, Dr. Todd Howell at the Aesthetic Medicine and Eighth Agent Clinics of Louisiana. And all this month, they always have great uh, specials. A new patient special is hundred dollars off a facial filler, thirteen dollars a unit on wrinkle relaxant. But remember, if it's vitamins or sub- medical grade vitamins and supplements, they've got those skincare products. If it's Botox or body contouring, fillers, lipo, and HRT, like we always talk about, it's the Aesthetic Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinics of Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Lafayette, and online. The 
antiagingclinics.com. Okay, uh, Taylor Colangelo in about five minutes right now. Let's go around the SEC. Around the SEC, presented by Gulf Coast Office Products, excellence in imaging solutions. It was a busy day around the conference in baseball last night. Let me catch up on some final scores. Missouri at home blanked Western Illinois 6 to nothing. Kentucky a 6-2 winner over Murray State. Arkansas was in a tight one against Army, but the eighth-ranked Hogs pull it out 7-5. That was in Fayetteville. Vandy, no issues with Tennessee Tech. They're a 12-1 winner. Uh, Florida and FAU got into a scoring match 18-11. The Gators win it. Georgia, 17-11 over Georgia Southern. The big one of the day uh, in 10 innings, Boston College went to Knoxville and upended the third-ranked Vols. BC wins it 7-6, so clearly Tennessee's season is over. Uh, Alabama beats Samford. That was in Birmingham, uh, 11-6, the final. The Crimson Tide get the win. Mississippi State, a 12-2 winner at home against Valpo. Auburn beats UAB 4-1. That was at Plainsman Park. Texas A&M, no issues with Incarnate Word, 13-5, your final there. South Carolina uh, beats up on the Citadel, 8-1. And Ole Miss slugs past Southern Miss, a ranked uh, midweek matchup there. The fourth-ranked Rebs and defending champs win it 11-5. Uh, more action tonight in the Southeastern Conference on the Diamond. Uh, already underway, Kentucky is hosting Ohio U in Lexington. Uh, the Bobcats currently with a 2-0 lead on Kentucky. Later tonight, Vandy hosts Evansville. Georgia is at Georgia Southern in Statesboro. Florida hosts FAU. South Carolina is on the road in Spartanburg against SC Upstate. Bama hosts Alabama State tonight. Auburn in Jacksonville, Alabama against the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State. As we know, LSU will host Lamar. And Texas A&M is on the road in Houston to take on Rice. There you have it. That is Around the SEC presented by Gulf Coast Office Products. Shout out to our guy Trey Beal and our friends at Gulf Coast Office Products. You know where to find them. GCOPnet.com. GCOPnet.com for Gulf Coast Office Products. Face-to-face sales, service after the sale. That's what you get at Gulf Coast Office Products. Um, We are... All right, Bourbon Dictionary with Taylor Colangio coming up uh, right here around the bend. Um, and in the SEC tournament tonight, of course, LSU is going to take on Georgia. That's um, that's the second game tonight at the at the SEC tournament. Um, I, I haven't made any picks for the uh, for the SEC men's basketball tournament. Usually, you'll get a team that um, that might make a run. The other game tonight is Ole Miss at South Carolina, and I do look at Ole Miss and uh, you know, year one for South Carolina and Lamont Evans up there. But I look at Ole Miss as a team you know, with with Kermit Davis having been fired as the the team that that can go for broke and is maybe a little dangerous, as we saw with you know, the. I mean, look, LSU went to Oxford and played them the first game after Kermit Davis had been fired, and you had the the interim bump, and and, and LSU got clipped there in Oxford, so. I do look at Ole Miss tonight. I, I would expect Ole Miss to win that game against South Carolina. And uh, I'm curious if maybe the Rebs might not be able to go on, on a little bit of a run. If you're looking for that team you know, in the bottom four who might be able to make a run, maybe surprise a couple of people, Ole Miss might be my pick there. All right, it's after further review. We'll knock out a quick break. You know the drill. It's a hump day. It's a it's a, a whiskey Wednesday. So we always chat with our buddy Taylor Calandro from Calandro. So get your questions in. A little bourbon dictionary when we return to wrap up hour number one on AFR. AFR. Buying or selling commercial or residential, you know the drill. Call Darren James and get your home sold. Uh, I tell you all the time that nobody works harder to get your home sold faster for more money than Darren James. And the proof is in the pudding. He gets results. 
Darren is on the Wall Street Journal's list of the top 1% of realtors in America. If you need to sell your home, you need to do it quickly, you need to make the most amount of money, you need Darren James. 335-7666, 335-7666, or agent225.com. That's agent225.com. And if you want to see the marketing plan that I tell you all the time about, that you know, that gigantic marketing plan Darren has to get your home sold faster for more money, it's easy. Just text the word plan to 88,000. That's P-L-A-N. Text, do it right now. You'll get an immediate response. Text the word plan, P-L-A-N, to 88000 for Darren James. Think real estate. Think Darren James. After further review with Matt Moscona, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria. Presented by Flucker's Wing Bar. Open till midnight or later every night of the week, where every Monday is all-you-can-eat wings. Flucker's Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. They're the gang with the slang. This is Bourbon Dictionary with Matt Moscona and Taylor Calandro. All right, wrapping up hour number one. We do it every Wednesday on Whiskey Wednesday. We welcome aboard our buddy Taylor Calandro to answer your booze questions. How are you, dude? Good. How are you, Matt? I'm good. Who's the richest person you've ever spoken with? Oh, oh man. I don't know. Let me think about that. I'm not sure. All right. Who's the richest person you've ever spoken with? Well, I interviewed John Ruiz today, the Miami uh, billionaire for our NIL podcast, who's got a, an estimated net worth of $20 billion. So uh, he's clearly number one on the list. And uh, I, I don't know. That's hard to beat. Yeah. A lot of money. I'm trying to think of like professional sports franchise owners that I've had the chance to speak with in the past. I mean, Ty Gray. You, know, you don't regularly rub shoulders with billionaires? Uh, no. No, no, no. It seems like something you would do. No, no, I don't. I don't. No, no. no I mean, um, I, I deal with one billionaire client, but I've, I've never actually met the guy. So, oh, who? I don't want to say his name, but it's, it, he's a crypto guy. Why is that so weird for people? Like, uh, why are people funny about money? I don't know why people are funny when they talk about money. It's it's odd. Well, when when I met when I met the people that I'm dealing with with this guy, they told me I couldn't repeat who it was. So. Uh, I get it. But again, I get it. I'm not saying for you to do it. It's just weird. I don't that, know. that people are funny. I have no about idea. All right, hey, what's uh, what's new? Um, so we are getting the new high noon uh, tequila seltzers at the end of the week, um, which is basically just high noon with. Tequila instead of vodka. Okay. I'm excited about those. Um, and we're still rolling through some of that Murphy Double IPA from Paris Brewing. Um, I don't know if you've had that. It's really good. That came out last week. Is that the 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 beer that the it's is it like a DIPA? Is that is that see what see what that is? Like I yeah. saw that on the kid with the dog on it. Yes. Yeah, so that, Dude, what that is, is going Murphy. on over there? What's going on over there? My kid. Okay. Um, sorry. That's um, my, uh, Murphy was Andrew, the guy that owns Parrish. That was his dog that died of cancer a couple years ago. Oh, man. That's, so the what? beer was made in honor of um, Murphy. It's really, really good. I tried it over the weekend, too. I need, I'll pick some up. So is DIPA, is that a double IPA? Yeah. So oh, it's, cool. a, it, it's a double IPA. It's super... Um, Super like passion fruity. The the yeast he he's the new type of yeast, and it's really passion fruity. If you're into passion fruit, okay. So okay. it's nice. Okay, uh, we don't have a ton left, but um, 
we do have a couple cases left. Okay, you'll get on by uh, and pick it up over there at Calandra's. All right, let's get some questions. Harold uh, Mobile said, this might be sacrilege, but what do you think is the best peanut butter bourbon? I guess peanut butter whiskey is your name. Screwball. Um, yeah, I'm going to disagree. I'm going with peanut butter whiskey. Is, is that the one from Old Elk? That is the one from Old Elk. That and, one's good, too. And my guy, Luis, I, I would pour screwball down the drain. I'm blo- I told him, I actually did pour a bottle of screwball down the drain one time um, because he told me he had one. So I was like, I sent him a video of me pouring screwball down the drain. <laughs> it, it, they're both, I mean, if you like peanut butter, they're both really good. I'm loyal to my guy. I uh, love peanut butter. I do love peanut butter as well. Um, all right, Dathan Grants said, Taylor, what's the most expensive alcoholic beverage you've ever had? I've had Balvenie 50, and that is the most expensive thing I've ever had and the most expensive thing I ever will have. What, sorry? Bal- Balvenie 50 starts at like 50000 a bottle. Holy moly. Uh, it, it, I heard in Vegas wow. you can get a pour for like seven or 8000 something like that. That's just that's such a waste. I was so being in Vegas this past weekend. There we did. I mentioned I went to SW Steak, which is a wonderful steakhouse. I would recommend it. But they had they had some of the B tacks and they had some of the Van Winkles. I think they were selling, uh, if I remember this correctly, I think they were selling a pour of the the Van Winkle fifteen for like three hundred and eighty bucks an ounce. And I was like, so I, so so, I was, yeah, so, no. so let me stop you with this Vegas conversation. Vegas is run by the casinos. The casinos yeah. pay for everything for everybody there. So they put prices on this stuff because they know that they're not going to bat an eye at it when they're paying for for whatever high-end client they're sending to a restaurant or a show or whatever it is. Right. I, I'm not in any way dismissing any of that. I, I just I wasn't going to pay it. That's um, way too much. Yeah, that's absurd. Um, let's see. Rob Neely says, ask Taylor, thoughts on Fourgate Bats 23? He bought it, uh, bought it for a friend. Um, I've had one of the four gates, that, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I haven't had that one specifically, but the four gate that I did have, I enjoyed it. And I'm kind of kicking myself because we used to have it, and it sat for a while. And now we can't get any more, and I'm starting to hear really good things about it. I just never bid on it because it was kind of overpriced, in my opinion. But a few, um, a few months back, we did the four gate trilogy as the break even over at, uh, at at Oliver Twist for Scone and Tea, and. Um, and and it was good, but I would agree the the price point on it is is um is high. I think some are better than others. Yes, absolutely. And I can't remember which one I tried. I think it was a blue label, but um I, I remember it being good. Uh, Greg Layman asked Taylor, "Does Calandra's carry Live Oak Brewing beers?" We do not, and li- he's probably asking because of li- is the Live Oak Heffy, I think Live Oak Heffy is one of the best, uh, just crispy light beers on earth but um they're from texas and we we don't get them yet so when i was flying home from vegas on sunday we had a layover in austin as i told the story is why he's asking the question and i was at the you know i was waiting had a layover and so i had a sandwich and i drank a beer and i was like well what's your local beer and it was it was that one it was the hefeweizen live oak hefe it is like the texas beer besides shiner box it was very good. I never had it, but I really did enjoy it. It was very good. It's a, it's a very simple style, super old school, but done very, very, very well. Uh, Craig Duga asked Taylor, is the Heaven Hill Heritage 20-year corn whiskey just a glorified double mellow very corn? The, uh, older mellow corn? Yes, I do believe. And, they, and they're starting to do some different things with mellow corn. I think there's going to be a mellow corn single barrel program 
at some point in the next couple of years, which is interesting. Uh, Brett DeGroe, let's get a couple minutes here. Brett DeGroe asked Taylor, is K. Luke worth $100 a bottle? What's K. Luke? K. Luke? K. Luke, L-U-K-E. Never heard of it. Um, I don't know either. I'm weird. Um, Garrett Pizzolato, he said, not ring, ring a bell to me. He asked, what's the beer from Texas again? So the, the brewery is Live Oak. Live Oak. The brewery is Live Oak, and it's it's a Hefeweizen. So you called it Live yeah. Oak he- Hefe, is what you said? Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's a Hefeweizen. I'll just call it a Hefe. That's yeah. just short term. Um, but, yeah, you, you can find that beer literally anywhere in Texas. I, anywhere. I, gas, I, any gas station in Texas has I drank it at an airport, so yeah. that's uh, that would sound. It's, it's really good. It's just a really good beer. Uh, all right, last one. To ask Taylor, what cocktail would you serve to the richest person you've ever spoken with? Um, it would be a pour of scotch of some sort. That was really expensive. It would not be a cocktail. Uh, I'm a scotch man. You know, I'm just not scotch. It would have to be a super high end cognac or scotch, just neat. And I just want to talk. That's it. I'm, no cocktails. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we will be at uh, Oliver Twist tonight. Uh, break even pour is E.H. Taylor Small Batch, and uh, yep, six dollars a pour. And uh, T. Bob's got some some weird drink that's going to be his his uh, his cocktail of the night. So it's like Goblin. Uh, it's something. like Death by Sunrise or something like that, is what it's called. It's going to be delicious, I'm sure. But T- I'm sure, it, it's going to be just loaded with sugar and. If it's alcohol, if it's alcohol, T-Bob will slug it. So that's what it is. All right, he's Taylor Calandra from Calandra's. Thanks, as always, for the time, dude. All right, Matt, thanks. All right, be well. It is a a Whiskey Wednesday. We appreciate Taylor for joining us for Bourbon Dictionary. We'll not get a quick break. Sports Center gets caught up on national headlines. When we come back, LSU spring practice preview with Wilson Alexander. Stay here. AFR. Brought to you by Shabills Tire and Auto Service. Shabillstire.com. You know, Shabills is home of the Charlie's dozen. That's a dozen benefits extended to your vehicle when you buy tires at Shabills. But the thing about Shabills is, of course, they'll sell you name brand tires at wholesale prices, right? They'll sell you the best tires on the road. Michelin, BF Goodrich, Bridgestone, Firestone, name brand tires at wholesale prices. But when you buy tires at Shabills, they treat you so great that you're going to come back year after year after year for all of your auto service, all of your maintenance. So shop them online. You can shop tires online. You can schedule service, schedule maintenance online. It's all there for you. You can chat with an associate. There's a little text bubble if you'd rather text than chat. You can do that at the website as well. Go to ShawBillsTire.com. ShawBill's been around for more than 50 years, and they treat you like family. It's just the way Mr. Charlie demanded it when he opened up shop more than 50 years ago. ShawBills, we keep you rolling. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.